You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Thank you, band. So we've got some announcements we want to um, uh, bring to your attention before we get into the word. Number one is... Uh, we just got word, uh, one of our elders, Greg Dolby, he's connected with uh, the pastor there at a Goshen Community Church, uh, Aaron Elderman, and Ellerman, and um, we've been reaching out to them and saying, hey, if there's any help we can do and we can offer for Goshen, we want to be there because when the tornado hit, everyone was volunteering and they had so much going on that they said, just wait for a little bit until we have more needs. And so this is the need we have. Um, it's in Goshen and it's going to be, um, it's going to be Saturday, August 27th. So Saturday, August 27th. And uh, so it's in two weeks and we need chainsaws, lots of them, but we also need people to operate those chainsaws. And uh, more importantly, we need uh, larger equipment like dump trucks, trailers, skid steers, different things like that, because we're going to be working um, most of the day on the 27th. Greg, would you just stand up real quick so we can see your pretty face? Okay, thank you, Greg. He is going to be in the Welcome Center after church. We do need some sort of... um, Uh, information and even an idea of what equipment is out there and what we can use. So thank you, Greg, for leading that. This Wednesday is going to be prayer nights. Uh, We do this every Wednesday now, prayer nights. Come for a time of individual soaking, seeking God uh, individually, but then we pray together as well. And if you need to be prayed for or you need ministry, you need a listening ear, you need God, Uh, come on Wednesday nights and we will minister to you. Um, Number three, uh, many of you who have tried to email us in the last week, you have gotten a message from us or from Google that says we are, our account is closed. Well, many of you know what happened with Google's businesses account. They now charge for it. And so we did not pay. So we were canceled. (laughs) So uh, we're setting that up and uh, trying to figure that out. So in the interim, Contact elevationcc at gmail.com and someone will get a hold of you. You can also contact us uh, at our church number. Um, a few more. Sunday Bible study. We took a break this summer and we're starting it up again. So we want to offer that to you. We will be meeting, meeting in the kids space every Sunday morning, returning next Sunday at 9 a.m., and then it's gonna go all the way up to Thanksgiving, and then we'll take another break. So this is just another way to connect with believers, to begin connecting to relationships, and to grow in the word of God. And so we're so excited about that. Um, even more excited, we're, we're so excited. We've, we, we've been talking about this for almost a year now. We've been talking about discipleship. And when uh, Elliot came on in the fall, he just got so charged. And we, we realized that God just didn't bring him to be a director of operations, but to be uh, one of the uh, catalysts for discipleship um, in this church. Our vision goes like this. We wanna see real people 
connected to real hope in Jesus, connected to relationships, real relationships, growing through real discipleship. And we're going to see that more and more in our teaching series in the next couple of weeks. And then we are expecting when those things happen, we will see real life change. And so we have started something we are going to call real life communities. But don't be mistaken, this is our small group vehicle. This is how we grow together. But you're gonna hear from me probably in the next couple of weeks, but definitely in the January of 2023, we already have our series and it's practicing the ways of Jesus in communities. You look at Acts, they lived in communities. They grew individually, but they also grew corporately. They prayed, they broke bread, they went to the temple together. They lived life together. And so real life communities is going to be our target for that, to see that come to fruition. Now we know it's gonna take more leaders, it's gonna take more training, it's gonna take more developing, and it's gonna take more of you to get involved. But we're so excited. We have about six or seven groups that are open starting uh, the week, uh, the last week of August. And signups are gonna be in the lobby by the cafe. There's a table for each group that is meeting and uh, a, a really nice picture of the leaders, and then you get to sign up on uh, for those groups. There are groups meeting on different nights of the week. And so hopefully there's a group for you. If we fill up on uh, people and in our groups, we will let you know a plan B. Our desire is that it would fill up completely. And so for the next two to three weeks, we're gonna be signing up. We're really excited about that. Now, um, this next announcement is a very difficult one. I just want to prepare your hearts for it. This is an announcement that is not easy to make, especially when the situation is very complex and we're a spiritual family. And so I want you to listen with your hearts. And I want you to be open to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Many of you have already heard <laughs> through the grapevine and the elders were able to communicate to the parents of students that were present last Sunday after church. The elders in July made a very difficult decision to go separate ways in regards to Jeff and Tiffany as student ministry directors at ECC. Now there are, I'm gonna be honest, there are many different pieces of information going around. And if you don't have all the pieces, you don't have the whole picture, okay? We need to understand that just one piece of the puzzle possibly may be a rumor. It may be a fact, it may be truth. But just one piece is not the whole picture. And we need to be able to surrender to Jesus to know that we do not know the whole picture. There are not, uh, excuse me, this decision was not made in haste. Not at all. It was a journey for several years now. 
And I want everyone to hear this. And I mean this as genuinely as I can. We hear the elders and the staff and even personally, Lauren and I love Jeff and Tiffany dearly. We wish them well and we bless them to follow the calling that the Lord has placed in their hearts. We here at ECC, we are simply trying in this season to focus small and simple, simply provide Wednesday night starting this coming week to disciple our students that are here in our body and to walk with them as well as partner with you parents to disciple your kids. They're not our kids. They're your kids, but they're part of the family of God and we're called to disciple them, but we're also called to walk with you, mom and dad, grandma and grandpa. Um, Elliot and I, as well as the elders, will be down front after the service. If you want to field any questions, you want, uh, um, you want more information on how your teens can get involved here, we will be up front. We'll be glad to talk to you about that. And now for the message, because the plan was to continue like Jesus and talk about what it looks like to look like Jesus. The Holy Spirit is absolutely yielding that message to next week. And I want to speak to every single heart in this place, including mine. One thing I am absolutely convinced of, I believe that the Lord wants for all of us who consider to be believers, followers of Jesus, the family of God. He wants us to focus and to understand that the kingdom of God should be our ultimate focus, not the four-walled local church. It becomes competition. It becomes toxic. It is the kingdom of God built up of many different communities of believers and movements solely fixed on God. The kingdom of God is all about advancing the good news of Jesus, but also the completion that is coming of God's kingdom through the second coming of Jesus, which friends is close, closer than you realize. The enemy, this is a spiritual battle. Colossians, Ephesians, and 2 Corinthians 5.10.10.5 tells us that we are in a spiritual battle. We do not fight and wrestle with flesh and blood. People are not your enemy. Satan and his advocates are our enemy. It's a spiritual battle, and we don't fight like one of a physical battle. But we have to understand, friends, that the enemy is working day and night overtime to bring distractions, unresolved conflict, rumors, gossip, unforgiveness, and worldly agendas to keep us from our genuine devotion to King Jesus and to be about the work of his kingdom. That is Satan's goal. And he uses lies 
and all of distractions to divide the body from focusing on the kingdom of God. I wanna read the prayer together that Jesus modeled in Matthew. Matthew chapter six. This is what our focus should be about in our church. Our father. So number one, we're seeking our father. We're not seeking approval by men. We're not seeking our government's approval. We're seeking our father who holds it all together in Christ Jesus, who is sovereign over all. Our father in heaven, may your name, not our name, not a church's name, not a person's name, not a official or a leader's name, but may your name be kept holy. That word holy means perfect, glorious, righteous, but I love this word, set apart. His name should be set apart from all other names. Is his name set apart from all other names in your life? May your kingdom come soon. May your will, not our will, but your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today as we need, as a father closed the sparrows in the lilies of the field. May you give us what we need in this day and forgive our sins. As, not period, forgive our sins as we have forgiven those who sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, temptation which brings division, but rescue us from the evil one. God longs to rescue his children in his kingdom from the evil one. As we focus on the kingdom here and through ECC, we need to be aware of something. We need to be supportive of something that so many churches don't get. And I pray that even pastors and leaders hear this message and start to go this direction. We need to be aware and supportive that other movements are happening all around us in effort to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ and see real life change, not just here. And just because it's not a part of ECC and just because it does something different than we do here, doesn't make it wrong or bad. And just because ECC doesn't do it the way that others do it or think that it should be done, doesn't make ECC wrong or bad. We have to understand that the motive has to be humble and genuine done with this purpose. Stay connected with me. This is the purpose that each church, local body should be doing. Number one, to worship and elevate Jesus. That's why we're called elevation. We wanna elevate Jesus above all. His name above all. 
We also want to bring the love of Jesus to the lost, the hurting, and the broken. We want to equip others to become disciplers, disciples and followers of Jesus that then disciple others to do the same. And we want to see Jesus capture hearts and bring real life change. Friends, when it's done in that purpose, in a humble and genuine motive, that's building the kingdom. That's what we're to be about. And so here at ECC, as we pursue the things of the kingdom of God, hear me. There will be times of shifting. There will be times where there is new seasons that require new things. New wineskins, excuse me, new wine and the new thing that Jesus wants to do here and throughout require new wineskins, not the old ones. We must change and adapt as God moves. The staff and even lay leaders here, including me as lead pastor here, may be here long-term at ECC and some for a season. And we will see that in your own life. Look at your own life. God brings people in, God brings people out. God allows you to go through different trials and situations so that you would grow more and more like Jesus. Your priorities need to change as you shift and become more and more like Jesus. And we're gonna also see it here as we have since we've been a church starting in 2011. We're gonna see shifts and changes in our own body. And so I wanna be bold enough I want you to hear my heart of love and compassion as well. But I wanna be bold enough to speak to the hearts that if God calls you, and I say that, calls you, to leave a church body, calls you to disconnect here, to hopefully connect there, I wanna speak to you two priorities that need to be in place before you do. Number one, the Bible is very clear. You need to reconcile any and all hurts, offenses, and baggage before taking it to the next season of your life. You take your carry-on wherever you go. It's hard. It's difficult. But unforgiveness leads to resentment, offense, and bitterness. Read James 3 about that. But the scripture I want to highlight in this point of reconciling all hurts, unforgiveness, offenses, and baggage before moving to the next phase in your life is this Colossians 3. Colossians 3 says this. Since God chose you to be holy people, remember that word holy? Set apart. Holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Do I fail in this? Absolutely. And this is why I need God's grace. But repentance is key. A heart that is surrendered and humble before God is key. 
kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ Jesus rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, we are called to live in peace. And what's that last sentence? Read it with me. And always. Can we do it again? Ready? And always. So reconcile any and all hurts, unforgiveness, offenses, and baggage before leaving. And I, I want to say this before moving on. Healing is a process. Forgiveness is a process. Take the time and the process that you need to heal. Sometimes it's years. But do what you need to do to press into God and to heal and to mend. The second thing, if down the road or if even currently God is calling you out, please, 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 super please with whipped cream and a cherry on top, engage with others in a church body or a community of local believers. There are small spurts and sparks in our community happening now. It's okay to join that community. It's not okay to not join the movement of God and disconnect from others and your faith in Jesus. That is heartbreaking and heart-wrenching. We have to grow in Christ And Jesus designed it to happen in community. Hebrews 10 speaks to this so clearly. It says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope that we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Could you read this sentence with me? Ready? And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. May we truly be followers of Jesus by focusing on the kingdom of God at hand. That takes surrender and that takes daily dying. Does anybody like death? No one likes to die. But we are called in order to have the life of Christ, we must be buried. Our sin nature, our sin likeness needs to be buried so that Christ's nature and his likeness may be resurrected in us. That's the church, guys. That's the hope that we declare And yet the church in America has been declining in so many ways. We're gonna talk about that in the next couple weeks. I believe today is a Holy Spirit moment where even now he is dealing with your heart, the attitude of your heart, your thoughts, 
the posture of your heart, your priorities. I really believe that the Lord wants to do heart surgery this morning. And that is why we're postponing like Jesus, because I want to take time to focus here and on Jesus. A couple things I want to say first. I believe the Holy Spirit is absolutely leading all of us, even those watching on live stream, leading all of us to slow down and be still in God's presence. To take inventory of our hearts and to surrender all that we have been holding onto to him. There's three verses that won't be on the screen, but here's what I'd like to ask you. Could you pull out your phones if you have a Bible app? And could you pull out your Bibles if you have one? And there should be several in the pockets. And I know that there's some in the welcome center in the lobby. I wanna give you a moment. First, turn to Ephesians chapter five, verse one. Don't put the scripture up there yet. Or actually you won't because it's not on there. Ephesians five, Ephesians Ephesians 5. Everyone there? Therefore, be imitators of God. We are called to imitate God. And this isn't just behavioral modification. This is from the new creation that we get from Jesus Christ. But therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in, what's that word in your Bible? Love. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Now go back a chapter, Ephesians 4, verse 24. Ephesians 4, verse 24. Put on your new nature. Say new. New. This is the new wineskin. In order to have your new creation and the newness of Christ, you have to put on, just as you put on clothes this morning, you have to put on the new nature. And I love this in the New Living Translation. It says, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. And Colossians 3.10. So go forward a few chapters. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Three, chapter three, verse 10. Put on your new, say new, new nature. Put on your new nature. Didn't we just read that? And be renewed, say renewed, as you learn to know your creator and become like him. You cannot become like Jesus if you don't know him. And so I'm gonna give you the three points that we were gonna focus on today. 
And then I'm gonna invite the worship team to come up in just a moment and lead us into a time of worship. A disciple. I promise you, I'm not gonna go into the series. I just wanna kind of touch on the main points to lead us into this time. A disciple, the Greek word is telmedim, telmedim. And it actually, it does mean disciple, but a better understanding of that word is actually apprentice, apprentice. To follow and study under a rabbi. In the three components of any apprenticeship in the Jewish culture that Jesus was in, a disciple, an apprentice, their goal was threefold. There was three goals. And the first goal on the screen is to be with Jesus. You cannot be an apprentice, a disciple of Jesus without being with him. We check off our list Sunday morning and we're with Jesus and that's our Christian faith. Wrong. It's not. It's, it's, it's just not. An apprentice, their design is literally to be with Jesus, their rabbi. And disciples of rabbis would literally spend every waking and even sleeping moment minute with their rabbi. One of the prayers and the blessings in the Hebrew culture was may the dust of the rabbi cover you. That means you follow your rabbi wherever he goes so that the dust that he leaves behind covers you. Friends, I, uh, I lived half my Christian life genuinely and sincerely loving Jesus. But so often my devotion to Jesus was not there. And I can honestly say, I I just feel like Jesus is calling us to return to the love we had first when we first found, when he first found us. We must return to our devotion of Jesus. Just look at the priorities in your life. Look at your calendar. Look at your checkbook. Sorry, your statement online. (laughs) Guys, we have a devotion problem. It's called idols. It's called pride. And I want to do a series in the new year after practicing the ways. I want to do a series called Game of Thrones. Because your life, you're a temple of God if you're a believer. And every person has a throne. Your heart, not your physical heart, your spirit, your heart. And every day we have to choose in every moment who is sitting on that throne. And sadly, Netflix is on the throne of many people's hearts. Entertainment. I don't even have to list it. You know what it is. Jesus is calling us 
to get back to devoting to Jesus to where nothing else is in focus except Jesus. And friends, that requires refining, testing, and stretching. Don't resist the stretching. So we be with Jesus. The second goal of an apprentice of a rabbi was to now become more like him. Are you becoming more like Jesus? Or are you becoming more like what we see in the world? And the third is, once we're with Jesus, the disciples were with Jesus almost every moment of every day, with the exception of some for three years. When we're with him and when we live life with Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and through the guidance of the word and in community with one another, we will become more like Jesus. And as we become more like Jesus, we will begin to do the third goal. We will do what he did. We will do what he did. And so friends, I want to lead us in a moment. Worship team, you can come on up. Lori, could you please put Psalms 139 on the screen? I just want you to take a moment yourself and read this scripture and passage. And if at all possible, can you find, find it in your heart to make this your prayer? Search me, O oh God. Give him permission. He is a gentleman. He does not force his way into your life. But if you will open the door of your heart and allow him to come in, he will search you and he will show you what needs to go so that he can stay. Test me. That's a hard prayer to pray. Test me. And know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you, oh God. What offends him? is when he's not on the throne in your life. That's what offends him. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Are you willing to take the next 20 minutes and go through a purging 
or even a cleansing. Whatever you need to do to make Jesus Christ on the throne of your life. Your sin nature needs to die. Your priorities that lead you away from him need to die. The pride in my heart, seeking approval and affirmation from people, pride. Trying to look humble in front of people, but your heart is proud, pride. It needs to bow and it needs to die. Anything that its cravings scream louder than the whisper of Jesus, come to me, come to me, needs to die. Friends, we need to get right. We need to get this right. The altar's open. We won't pray for you if you come to the altar, but if you do want prayer by our altar ministry team, they will be in either corner of the front of the sanctuary. There's also communion on the, each side of the sanctuary, communion elements. Please take communion. But if your heart's not right and you have an offense against someone else, or someone has an offense against you. The Bible says to go make that right first. So again, worship team, I give you full permission to just lead us in a time of getting right with the Lord. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to do that? Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly Impact Bible Study podcast as well. Both of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.